Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. I'm going to be sharing with you eight non-business related activities or habits, call them what you want, that have ultimately helped to grow my business. So eight non-business related habits that work to grow my business. And I'm sharing this with you because there can be a belief out there or a bit of a programming inside of the minds of probably the majority that can tell you that you need to be doing more. Your business would be further along if you did more. If your to-do list was long and if you smash through that to-do list, well, then your business is going to be further ahead. And if you are someone that subscribes to that belief or that way of thinking and being, you would know that it's actually not true. I bet that you are someone that is busy, that you are doing all of the things. However, you're not really feeling the benefits or the growth associated with that. And it's because it's not actually true. The more you work or the more you stay busy doesn't necessarily mean that your business is going to grow or you're going to experience the benefits and the changes and the growth and the freedom and the abundance that you're really seeking to create in your life through your business. And so what I wanted to share with you are eight non-business related habits that actually help to grow my business. You ready? I've even written them down here. So number one is being generous. When I am generous with my own money, then my business grows. So I have never experienced a a year in business where I have given so generously to charitable organizations as this current, like, as in like at the moment. Um, I've always been someone that has actively given to either charitable organizations or to my church or to multiple charities and fundraisers, always, always been like that. And that for me is largely tied. I think I was born into that. If I'm completely honest, I was going to say it's largely tied to like my faith and growing up in the church. And so like giving was always just, of course, like giving without expectation, just giving was really natural for me. But I actually speaking this out loud now and sharing with you, it it's even before that. It's before that. And so some of you know that I was born in South Africa in Cape Town and I actually was like raised there for the first five years of my life during the time of apartheid. Uh, some of you that are familiar with modern history know what that time was in South Africa. And so being a person of colour, having my race be coloured meant that, you know, I lived in a coloured area. That's where we were allowed to live. And so I was exposed to people that 
um, had even less than us. So people knocking at the door daily, asking for bread or needing things in order to survive. And so I would be answering the door and I had, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity, I had the opportunity to be generous and to see my grandparents and my parents and my aunties and uncles being generous, even though by today's standard, we didn't have very much ourselves. We still gave and we gave generously. And I'm so grateful for that because I'm like now sitting here recording this podcast episode for everybody. I have just made that realization myself. And I think that was my first lesson in abundance and in being generous, even with the very little that you have yourself. And so I have continued to strive, I guess, to be more and more generous as I have been able to gain more in my life. And um, so yes, it's an expression of gratitude for me also, but I really believe that everything that I have is not like truly just for me. It's so that I can help make the world be a better place and bring more joy to others, bring more ease and comfort to others. And so, yeah, like with our business growing the way that it is, thanks to all of you, beautiful, amazing um, customers and clients of ours that we get to support, um, we then get to support like incredible uh, charities. And so, one of the organizations that we support significantly every single month as a contributor um, is Forever Projects. And so if you want to go and check them out, I mean, all of the awareness that I can bring to them is, it's again, just a blessing and a gift for me to have this platform to to tell you about places like Forever Projects. So go and check them out on Instagram. But um it's not just Forever Project, it's other charitable organisations, but it's also friends and family. And um, this year or, you know, recently, I was able to take my mum and my sister on an all expenses paid, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous um, holiday to Bali with, you know, my family, with the boys, with Carl, with myself. And so, acts of generosity and sharing abundance and helping other people to tap into good feelings and spoiling people that, you know, aren't expecting it, but are just so like happy and grateful to be receiving that, that feels really good. So being generous is one of the habits that I actively do. And I encourage every single one of you listening to this episode to think about how you can be generous in your life. Uh, The second one is exercise. So I have always loved being physically fit. My first memories of enjoying exercise and the rush and I guess the serotonin and dopamine hit that we get probably begins at about eight years old. So I used to do competitive aerobics and uh, shout out to Kylie Walker from my social method society who actually went to primary school with me and we were in the same aerobics troupe. We used to do competitive aerobics together. Is that not the coolest? So yeah, it's just always been something that I did because I felt really good and I felt like it impacted my confidence uh, socially and it still does. 
because I put myself in situations when I'm exercising where I constantly have to be challenged and where I then get to prove to myself that I am stronger than I think, I can go, I can, you know, last the distance, um, I can challenge myself with different goals and milestones and I just know that and, th- and that gives confidence. Every time you achieve one of those milestones or you raise the bar or you increase the weight or you run a little bit further, like that has a huge effect on your psychology in terms of your self-concept, your self-esteem and the confidence in which you carry around with you into your business. So it's that conditioning of the mind not just the body. So I am very pro exercise. If you are a business owner and an entrepreneur and you're telling yourself that you don't have time to exercise, I really encourage you to look at what you are making be your priority because your business and your your life will flourish when you are in a healthier, more optimized state yourself. It starts with you and then it ripples out. So, you know, even if it is 10 minutes of, you know, walking or parking the car further away from the school so that you can, you know, walk and get some steps in, I encourage you just to start small. It's really, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing attitude, but yes, to intentionally exercising and in particular, elevating our heart rate is really important. The next one The next habit is my nutrition. So I'm not a nutritionist or a health coach or anything like that, but I do believe in, you know, the saying, you are what you eat. So eating to nourish versus eating for cravings, you know, or sugar or carb hits or whatever it is. Like I really have for the longest time again, and maybe it's it's highly likely tied to my love of exercise and movement as well is that I know that my body is a machine and so I want it to be optimum I want it to be optimized and running its best like your health truly is your wealth and so if you're not eating well then you're going to be more susceptible to illnesses or taking longer to heal or recover when illness does strike and as a, as a business owner and as a parent, it's just, is there ever a good time? Like, is it ever convenient to be getting sick? I don't think so. Also nutrition. And I did have an episode uh, quite a while ago with Jessica Donovan, uh, who is a naturopath. And we spoke about, you know, some hacks that we can do for ourselves to really become more focused and get more done in our day business and personal, and that's largely tied to nutrition. If you're getting tired all of the time, it may be that the foods that you're eating aren't really the best for, you know, sustained energy. So, you know, having a high protein diet, um, eating lots and lots of plants, as many plants as you can, that's, you know, just paying attention, paying attention to the food that you eat and understanding that your body needs the right things in order to function at its best. And so if you're wanting to bring more energy into your work and into your life, then that really is going to come from the food that that you're eating. 
the next thing is rest. And so, oh, learning to love rest and embrace rest. That can be very hard for some people, especially, you know, if you are an overachiever or a high achiever, um, a perfectionist, it can feel really hard to sit down and kind of just do nothing and be okay with that. But when we rest, we recharge, we uh, can refocus. We just deserve rest. Like you just don't, not every hour spent working is even productive, is it? Like, have you ever had those moments where things just aren't in flow? Like it's just not coming, but you're telling yourself that you have to sit there doing it. Like, I don't know the term, but there is, there is a proper term for having that 20 minute nap, almost like as a brain nervous system uh, reset. Like there's actually scientific evidence behind that. So sometimes, most often, you're going to be better off for actually having a nap or a rest, whether that's in, you know, meditation or literally like a 15, 20 minute power nap is actually really good for you. And then when you come back from that, your nervous system is reset and you're kind of ready to go again, you know, in the same day. Uh, So that's really powerful, learning to love rest and allow rest. And sometimes it can be at the end of the night, at the end of the day, like one of my favorite things to do is to actually have like just a beautiful bath and just make myself a cup of tea. And I've got one of those bath tray things. Um, I'll light a candle. I'll have my cup of tea. I've got my beautiful like face cleanser and then this face mask that I'm loving at the moment. Um, Yeah. And I just kind of enjoy that. I just rest versus choosing to do more. Are there things that I could be doing? Yeah, there are. Hello, we've got kids. There's always things to be doing. I could be decluttering something that just, you know, never gets looked at. I could be stacking the dishwasher or unloading the dishwasher or, you know, putting on another load of washing, cleaning down the kitchen. Like, honestly, I will forego that stuff to fit in my rest. And I was not always like that. Whoa, absolutely not. So this is something I've had to work on intentionally over the years but I can safely say that in the last 12 months, I've had more lovely luxe baths um, versus just like hopping in the shower and washing myself quickly because that's what you're, what's what we, that's what we need to do. Hygiene is important. No, 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 no. This is a nice lush bath that I'm talking about. The next one is alone time. So separate from exercise, separate from the baths, but like just being alone. And I used to actually feel uncomfortable in my own company. I really did. But whether you are watching something that just you want to watch, like I often do that. I'll sometimes just say to Carl, you know what? I want to go and watch this thing because you don't really like that. And so I'm just going to go over here and do that. And so having that separate time is totally cool and we need it. We don't always have to be around others and we can just take time out for ourselves or whether it's going for a walk or something like that. But 
having that alone time just for you, just in little bits. So beautiful. The next one is time with friends. So this has changed for me over the past eight years uh, since becoming a mum and like the many phases of motherhood. And, you know, when I think back to early motherhood days and the anxiety that I used to feel around leaving the house or leaving the kids or even taking the kids with me to be in the presence of friends, because quite often that's just how it had to be. Um, But then feeling anxious about parenting in front of other people and what if the kid did this and just even the logistics like of driving to a place that was like far away and now the kids are in the car and they're crying or they want something or um, even just the overwhelm of having to pack and take things along. Like there was a time where all of that just felt really hard and so I'd avoid it. When things feel hard, we, we do them less and less and then it becomes harder to socialize and yeah oh my gosh so I have had to it's changed and it shifted um and then again I think about breastfeeding like I breastfed for six years and that meant that certain things were not possible for me in terms of socializing and going to things at night if I was nursing the boys to sleep and yeah all of that sort of thing so it has shifted I always made time for hanging out with my friends, but I am definitely prioritizing it more now because I have reframed what it means for me to go and hang out with my friends. So I actually feel really good about it. My boys feel really good about it. They love seeing mommy go out and be happy. And they understand that before I was a mum, I actually was Tracy and, and Tracy has friends and Tracy has hobbies. And yeah, they... They see me as a person and I'm so glad that they do because if if the day comes where they have a partner or a, a wife, I, I want them to see their partner not as like just a thing that they own. Hell no! <laughs> like that they are a person first, you know, before they get defined only as someone's parent or as someone's like spouse. It's a really big deal that I actually lead example there with that. So yes, to time with friends and it's really fun. You know, sometimes it's a crazy night out in the city with loads of dancing. Sometimes it's just going out for a walk or a run together and grabbing a coffee in the morning before school, you know, like 6.15, getting up, doing that. Yeah. Then I guess I'm blending in the social time with the exercise, aren't I? And that, that's the thing. We can do that. And it just feels really good. It's like life is there to be lived. We can grow our businesses at the same time as living life. Like we don't have to choose one or the other. And so it's about actively like remembering that and living these habits versus just saying them. The final one is time with hubby. I have had more time with hubby in the past year than ever before. And I mean like intentional time. Like obviously those of you that are familiar with my business story, Carl works in the business with me. So you could assume that we are spending all day long together. But even right now, I'm recording this podcast episode. This is the fifth episode in a row that I am batch recording right now. And so I've been in the studio for I don't know how long um, recording these podcast episodes 
he's in the main house doing who knows what. Uh, I'll continue recording and then we'll go walk to pick up the boys um, from school. Um, And so we'll have a bit of quality time there. But then as soon as we get to the school, it's like the kids kind of dominate, don't they? They don't really want us talking to each other. They want us talking to them and everything is about them, which is great and wonderful and fine. But we have to actively carve out time for us as, you know, best friends and intimate partners in life. And we have to work on our relationship like everybody else, you know. So going on those dates uh, this morning, we went on a brunch date, which was so nice before I came back and got into all of this podcast batching. Um, So we got that in and like I said, we'll have 20 minutes to walk to go and pick up the boys, but also whether they are at home dates when the bo- once the boys go to sleep, uh, we do that a lot, but we are also actively going on more dates um, just ourselves of an evening. Um, yeah, and just so grateful that I do have uh, my sister that will come and um, look after the boys like once a month and she'll do that and that just means so much to us. Uh, and sometimes, you know, it's my mum, but also, yeah, we found a lovely babysitter that we have used a couple of times. Yeah. So it's just about deciding that that is a priority and thinking about how, what are the creative ways that you can carve out that quality time? And I know that some people live so far away from family and friends support and, you know, you d- either don't feel comfortable with a babysitter yet or there is no one else or the kids are just not at the right age or maybe financially, you know, you, that can't be that can't be a spend at the moment. Um, that's okay. You can still create beautiful, intentional couple time at home. It's about wanting to, I guess. And the sky's the limit in terms of your creativity. So there you go. They are the eight things. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to give you one. I gave you seven. How cheeky am I? If you were counting, you're like, no, 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 Tracy, you owe us one more. (laughs) I'm sorry. So the one more is time with God. So that's huge for me. And... I mean, you may not be a religious person. You may identify more as a spiritual person, and so I'm sure you have spiritual practices. But for me, it is time with God, either in prayer or meditation uh, or just reading um, daily devotions, like just like a little paragraph that is like like literally a couple of sentences or a paragraph that helps connect me to God and my bigger purpose and things like that. Like that is soul nourishing for me and keeps me grounded. And I just, yeah, it fills me up on all of the beautiful love energy so that I can go out and be the best mom and best wife and best person that I can be in terms of my community Uh, and in my business, like that's really important and always just feeling loved and guided and supported. 
So they are my eight things that have nothing to do with business, but I would also say absolutely everything to do with business. So just to recap, number one was being generous. Number two is exercise. Number three is nutrition. Number four is rest. Number five is time alone. Number six is time with friends. Number seven, time with hubby. And number eight, time with God. So I hope that you liked that episode and maybe you can give yourself like a bit of a score out of 10 for each of those categories. Um, You know, how are you feeling in terms of the amount of awareness and intention that you bring to each of those areas in your own life? I know it can feel scary. It can feel like, oh my gosh, I just don't have time to focus on any of those things. I've got to work on my business, business, business. But trust me, your business is something that will never, ever get enough of you. Never. It will always take from you every ounce that you give it. And so you have to become really good at prioritizing life in the process. That's why I'm always talking about freedom-filled life or life by design. Your business will grow. It will grow when you also take the time to prioritize these other areas of being a human and being fully alive and being in relationship with others. So trust that and begin to um, set those habits and intentions for yourself. That's my hope for everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. Please hit the subscribe button. And hey, if you are liking this episode, if you're grateful at all for this episode or others that you've listened to, could you be so kind as to leave me a review on iTunes? When you go and find the Mums with Hustle podcast on iTunes. Just tap on that, scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll see that you can leave a five-star review and a comment. I'd be so grateful for that. And when you sign off, please feel free to leave your Instagram handle because sometimes I just send out a little care package of love to someone that has left a review. And I can't do that. I can't get in touch with you if you don't leave your Instagram handle. So again, thank you. So glad that you're here and I will see you next week on the Mums with Hustle podcast.